Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back, everyone. I am back from Wadapalooza. I'm actually on the mend, as you guys can hear from my very sexy voice. I like it. Yeah, I've been sick for a couple of days. I know. Keep your pants on, Nikki. Ooh, you, careful are, now. Are careful. I'm going to have to start. It's a bunch of other girls. <laughs> they're, all, they're all lining up. And as you guys can hear, we have a very special guest tonight. Very special. We have a sanctional winner of the Norwegian CrossFit Championship. we got Griffin Raleigh on. Griffin, how are wow. you? I'm great. Sanctional, <laughs> sanctional winner. How's that feel? Uh, pretty damn good, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would hope. I would hope so. And so, uh, are, you, are you keeping your pants on? I know my voice sounds pretty sexy right now, but it's tough. I mean, they they <laughs> kind of fell off a little bit. Mm. Ooh. I know it's rough. It's starting yeah. off with a bang. I'm into it. No pun intended. Hey. Anyway, all right. Well, let's uh, let's jump in. I'm I'm kind of out of it, so Nikki, you're gonna have to carry the weight tonight. Not that you normally don't, but. Uh, <laughs> I think I can handle it. Um, well, so Griffin and I were in Norway together and it was, it was a rad competition. If you haven't listened back to our little bit of a recap episode, I highly recommend it because it was a really cool event. Um, real intimate, very Euro, but of course an American came through and won it. And, um, Griffin, I think, you know, we talked about your performance a little bit on our recap episode, but just overall super impressed with your, all just massive three rep max front squat <laughs> sort of dropped everyone's jaws on the ground, but then also your, uh, you know, overall ability to come through on all the sort of crossfit things, gymnastics, and we'll leave the running out of it because we already talked about that a little bit, but, um, Lovely. I mean, just <laughs> overall, can you give us just your take on it? You've had a little bit of time, a few days to recover and look back on and, and coming out on top. I mean, Take us through it, man. How did it, how did it feel? What do you think? I think it solidified where I thought I was. Um, especially being, I would say I'm still relatively new in CrossFit since most of these dudes that are at the top have been doing it for eight, 10 years. Um, so it's one thing to think that you can be the best and win and go out here and, and do it, but it's another to actually do it. Um, so I guess really going into the weekend, you know, obviously again, you won't, you expect to go win. Right. But there's so many things, especially when you're traveling to another country. So going out there first event, I was like, ah, I should do okay. But it didn't turn out to be really a run. So, uh, <laughs> not happy when I went back to my room. Um, but I knew all the workouts that were coming up were, I mean, they're all, it's all CrossFit. They're all things that I knew I was going to be really good at. Um, just how good, how much can I catch up? Honestly. Um, especially after the first event, that's not good good way to be but um it's it's something i'll say in my life i learned very young is persevering and stuff like that get your ass kicked get up go fucking figure it out mm-hmm. i'm not I'm not going all the way to norway to just sit there and like well it was nice while i lasted you know so um i just got pissed i went back to my room and said no you you go out there and go see if you can catch up and grin it was only one workout so you can have one bad workout um and by the end of the day, I went from 25th to third. So, like, all right, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I knew there was a few uh, workouts I was going to do very well at. Um, so I, it was just how close can I stay to these other guys? And the rest of the weekend, I was playing points. I was just making sure I beat the dudes I needed to in front of me and keep stealing some of those points from them. And then uh, obviously going into Sunday, having three workouts, I knew the clean workout was – 
no matter what, going to be a win. It's 100 points. I knew I'd do very well at the thruster workout. It's just something I'm really good at. And then just had to stay as close as I could on the uh, the first workout, the short push push-up workout. But when uh, I think it was Justin who told me after that clean workout, he's like, dude, I think you can do this. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, what? At, like, <laughs> what am I like, you know, a few points in the third, like how far I, I really had no idea. And he's like, no, dude, you're, you're up by two points. I was like, Oh, I'm up two points. Like I'm in second, like over Victor. He's like, no, you're up two points over everyone. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So knowing that I went back to my room and just, I turned, I didn't have anything on no TV, nothing. I was quiet, visualized everything. And then I was like, you're just going to go fucking win this shit. And that's it. Like you have no other option. So. Uh, that's just kind of how it went. Is that you like during, during competition, during events, do you always retreat back into, I always wonder what competitors do in between events. Like, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Are you texting your mom or on TV? Or are you just sitting there sort of like in the zone in your tunnel vision? Depends. Um, so most of the weekend I was watching like Netflix or something to keep my mind off of it. Sure. Um, uh, coming from football, I have like a really, I get a really anxious, really anxious, especially in CrossFit. Cause you don't really know, like for the most part of the workouts until maybe like at the games, you're not going to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, this event, you do them like 10 days before, but luckily you've done them enough to know where you're probably going to be, but it's the anxiety of not knowing what other people are going to do. Um, but you can't worry about that. Like, mm-hmm. you know what you can do. And that little, that kind of helps. Um, at least at this point, knowing literally where my fitness level is, um, but I'd say like last year, I didn't know, like you go into the competition, you know what you did in the workout, but it's, you're not that experienced. You have no idea what's going to happen with your body and if it's going to fail or succeed in certain things. Um, but I like to go back and just be silent. Like if I need something to keep my mind off of it, a lot, like if that helps, um, but being quiet typically helps a little bit more. Um, so that one, yeah, nothing. There's no words. I didn't, I turned my phone into airplane mode. I didn't want anybody to talk to me. It was a hundred percent in the zone. That I, yeah, that, that, that's it. Just point blank. Go on that shit. Can you teach, uh, can you teach Nikki how to do that? She doesn't know how to, know how to put her phone in airplane mode. Um, hold on a second. Those are not my emails. Yeah. We're going to find out who they are. <laughs> I get, I get I get the files back from Zoom. I'll know who it is. It's Don't be not me. I just checked. He mm-hmm. likes to give me shit because I always have my notifications on, but that wasn't me. I swear. <laughs> I have zero emails. Is it you? Uh, it's me. See? Fuck I, off. All the way off. See? Wow. It's not me. All the way. <laughs> Listen to that hate, Griff. Listen to it. It's just, just hate coming from It's not from hate. It. It's love. I'm so happy it's not me. <laughs> anyway. So I, so I have a, yeah, I have a question. So, um, I mean, you know, you got this lead. Like, are you a, nat- are you a naturally confident person? Like, I get the sense you're a naturally confident person. I say this because you have the greatest Instagram handle on the planet. <laughs> Seriously, CrossFit Thor. I'm still a Nikki. I'm like, because uh, I was already following you when she told me we were having you on. I'm like, this guy's got to have the biggest balls on the planet. <laughs> Thor, like you're going to go into CrossFit and you're going to call yourself Thor. Like you got to be a badass. So are, are you naturally confident? Um, yeah, but you have to kind of build it and earn it in certain things. I'm not um, falsely confident. I'll say that. So like we kind of talked about the whole Matt Fraser thing. Everyone wants to go beat him. Everyone says they're going to beat him. 
tell you right now, no one's beating him at this moment. Right. That doesn't mean we're not mm-hmm. trying and we're going to find a way to do it. But I, I'm confident that I have the ability to do it. I've, I'm confident in certain things, but um, I also don't like going into things I'm not confident about. So if I'm not, I'll figure it out, work on it and make sure I am. But naturally, yeah, I'm, I would say a lot more confident in football um, since I played for 18 years. Like if you told me, like, I'm not going to go on my way and tell me, like, tell you I'm better than you. But if you come to me, like, I'm going to beat you. I'm like, no, you're not. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I feel like so much of your uh, not only confidence, but also your perseverance and your training mentality and all of that comes from the years you played football, the years you trained football. And also, I know that you had a a family connection to it as well with your dad and and his influence in your coaching. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how that set you up for where you're at right now with CrossFit? Um, so I guess it's the, the first time I was able to walk, I was running on a football field. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad coached football for who knows how long. Um, but he was also a strength and conditioning coach. Um, so I kind of got the best of the best of both worlds on that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, after I won, actually, he was getting messages from all these high school athletes he coached. Hmm. Thing. Is that the, is that the little one that was running up the hills like in like Corona Del Mar? So like, uh, he coached in California at Corona Del Mar where you got a ton of hills on the beach. And I was out running and doing sprints with them and all that kind of stuff at two, three, four years old. <laughs> um, even when he coached in Georgia at another high school, doing sprints with him up the hill and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just been around it forever, but, um, he, uh, he started coaching me when I was in second grade. Um, and actually he like, especially at that age, like all these parents want to be involved and play daddy ball type stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he didn't want to do it. He's like, I'm not like, I'm not, I don't think I'm a coach. And I literally looked at him. I was like, I'm not playing football unless you coach. Hmm. I also didn't start and I didn't play a damn down. <laughs> I got yelled at more than anybody, but um, that helped me actually. Cause I, I had to earn it. He didn't just give it to me. I had to earn that shit. Um, but he also was the one that trained me um, all the way through, not only with football, but strength training. So I learned how to Olympic lift when I was that age, I just didn't really do it. And I really started in fourth grade with a broomstick, started learning. And then, um, obviously I, I was a, I only any, well, you might know since you've done some research, I was tiny. I was the smallest human. Yeah. <laughs> smallest human. Aww. On every time I've ever played on. So, um, it's kind of, I guess that kind of helped build that as well. Um, being that small, you can only be so strong, but I was also one of the strongest, even at being a small kid. And then I finally hit puberty in high school and it just passed everybody. Um, but he was the one at 5 a.m. getting me up before school at a young age, going to work out every single day, go to school, go to practice and then do whatever else conditioning strength stuff that I needed to do. Um, same thing in high school and, he was the one that pushed me. I'll tell you, there were days that I would, I would legitimately cry in the middle of mm-hmm. like, like sets, like back squats. I would not like, because I was like emotional, like tears would be rolling from my face from the pain. Um, and I would hate him for it. Cause he'd be like, cause you got it. Like you got another rep. You got it. Like you don't, you don't think you can, but you, you physically can pushing me past that mental barrier. of like where you think you can go. Um, but your body can always go further. Did you, did you like that? I mean, there's so many people that would, that would not play if their parent was a part of it. You know, I'll do it as long as you're not my coach, dad. Like, right. Why do you like that? Cause he had, he was good, really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. So like, 
we'll put it this way. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. In a span of like five or six years, we lost four games. Hmm. So you um, wanted to play for the best, even if the best was your dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, I don't care. Like, it didn't have to be my dad. It could have been someone else. Like, yeah, that's a, a personal bond. But he also knew how to get more out of me than anybody else did. I cried a lot as a kid hmm. out of anger, out of pure rage and anger. Um, but that's how he knew how to get that out of me. Um, and mostly, yeah, it was aimed at him, but I knew how to channel it into the game I was playing um, or the bar that I was lifting or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, like I, at the time, like I enjoyed it, but I hated it. And it's one of those things when you look back on, like you, there it's priceless, like in the mm-hmm. amount of without him, I wouldn't be where I was. Right. And then same thing with my mother, like she was a, um, she was a ballet dancer. So I did ballet as a kid. So I'm extremely flexible, I'm able to do splits and stuff like that. So she has that mentality, but she also is a master's Pilates instructor. And so she knows everything. Like it just, I got the full realm of two parents that knew what the hell they were doing and two different sides of it, but they both pushed me to be where I am. So I wouldn't be with there without them. I can see like the meme gears turning in John's head no, right now. See, that was all you, Nikki. <laughs> you, Griff said he was flexible and you immediately got this smirk on your face. Like I'm going to say some rude comment. I'm a gentleman. Damn it. <clears throat> no, of course. Of I mean, course. I can help you generate some pictures for you. <laughs> have at it. Yes, please. No, I, was, I was just thinking about all the ladies that are going to listen to this going, Oh, what's his number? So oh, you shout out your phone number when this is over. Be, I mean, it'll be, it'll be great. So, so growing up and, and playing for your dad and sort of like, just making sure that you were the best that you could possibly be at all times. That is sort of the pre CrossFit CrossFit mentality. And I know even, especially nowadays when you're training, you almost have to like force yourself to take days off. (laughs) How, how has that mentality sort of shifted into where you are right now? And hopefully, you know, where you're going on the podium of the CrossFit games. Yeah. um, It's unfortunately like, you are what you are. Right. So mm. it, didn't, it hasn't changed with football. You couldn't get me off the field. You couldn't get me out of the weight room. You couldn't get me to do anything other than that. Missed a lot of dates because of that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. Uh, girls don't like that. Um, but I've seen you know, CrossFit like, girls like that. Yeah. CrossFit girls like it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it was, uh, it, all I did my entire life, obviously want to be the best that you can be, but I also want to play in the NFL. And that's a whole other story. Like that's why I put the effort into it um, to beat literally the best. And it, uh, all every hour, every second, I'm thinking about what I can do to get better both. I mean, and it's not just like going lifting weights. Like I'm out there catching footballs left and right, working on every single little thing I can do, watching film, all of it. So, and it's something I enjoy, thoroughly enjoy. Um, but yeah, it's just carried over into what I do here. So you like with this, you got to recover more. You can't like, there's not, there's not much more you can do in the gym at a certain point because your body just can't handle it. You have to rest. Um, so like you can, I can watch, like I haven't gone back and watched this past weekend, but I'm definitely going to hmm. and break down what I can adjust and fix um, time wise where I should cut rest out, stuff like that. Um, and prepare myself for the next event, but it's not, not quite the same as, as football in that sense. You're going to go back and watch the live stream. Yeah. Are you going to watch it on silent? (laughs) 
I got to hear it. I got to uh, hear, I gotta hear John, all of it. John, did you hear, did I tell you this the last time we talked no, about I don't, think, I don't think so. The sort of debacle with Griffin's name. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the live stream. Yeah. I couldn't pronounce it. Uh, I don't know what it was. Cause we all knew it. <clears throat> we've all fucked it up in the past. I especially butchered it in Dubai two years ago. So apologies again, my friend, uh, <laughs> we've all fucked it up because it's written like it should be roll. Right. It's German. They dropped umlauts and all that crap. So, right. so for a long time, we all said Griffin roll, but we, now we all know it's Raleigh. You've been around in the circuit long enough, but for some reason, Mads on the podcast or sorry, on the live stream kept calling him Justin Royal. Yep. <laughs> for no like out of nowhere. I don't know what happened. He just had like a minor stroke or something, but it happened like over and over until I gotta, day actually, three. Don, I gotta send you the, all the memes and stuff that the members made. Oh it's my god. Incredible. It is amazing. That's oh, the yeah. first thing I got. My phone was blown up with this stuff <laughs> all over the place. Now they're, they're making t shirts. They're making t shirts. They already made t shirts with Justin Royal. Nice. I'm, I need one. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just, I was going to say, so Justin, um, <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you prefer live this, you know, it sounds like you really kind of thrive in the live competition and, and we'll talk about kind of the rogue debacle shortly, but, mm-hmm. but Nikki and I were talking on a podcast a few weeks ago about kind of the difference between athletes who do really well in the open and athletes who do really well in like a live format. And so I was really excited and kind of in light of what went down with the, you know, the whole rogue, mm-hmm. you know, deal where they're, you know, taking reps away from you guys and not letting you qualify to seeing you go live and then just kicking everybody's ass. I mean, do you, do you prefer that or do you like kind of the sterile environment of the open? I hate the open. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Join the club. We just became best friends. Hey. Awesome. Um, but I, what I do like like I used to hate online qualifiers for a lot of different reasons. Um, a lot of, but, um, it's nice to be at home and have the people around you to help you figure it out. You're, you're more comfortable. Um, but in the sense of being live, like when it's showtime and you're out there, like it's great. It's the, the energy is phenomenal, but half the time I'll be honest, like I don't hear or see or, I don't even hear the music. I don't hear anybody yelling mm-hmm. for a lot of times until I'm done. Um, if I do, I'm like, oh shit, I, <laughs> I'm not focused. This is not, good. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in a bad place and I'm really hurting. Um, but I mean, I do, I do like the live side of it. It's just, um, it's definitely just different. Um, you just got to be able to adjust, but it's the same thing. It's like game day. Like who's going to show up on game day? Like, can you perform? Or are you a person that only is going to do well in training and always do poorly when it's actually time to, to go and time to shine? Um, well, so I think that's, that's one thing that really helped. I think for me this, this time was, you know, going out there and actually winning it. Well, it was very cool to see you do so well live. And then, but you obviously do well too in the sterile environment, right up until the point that rogue started pulling reps from a whole bunch of you guys. What happened in that whole rogue thing? Uh, yeah, I don't really know as I have some info. Um, but all I can say that I do know for sure is that I, I specifically was given major penalties on a few workouts. Um, and I was not sure why they still haven't told you. Uh, well, so like they didn't, they didn't send us emails. We never got anything. We got no communication whatsoever. 
And uh, actually I was coaching um, and they posted the top five. And my, one of my friends goes, what happened? And I was just like, what do you mean? And he sent me a screenshot and my heart just dropped. I was like, is this a joke? Like, are you, is this like a, uh, like an Ashton Kutcher moment? Like, am I getting punked? Like what's going on? Um, so, but he was dead serious. I'm like, okay, oh no, this is, this is real. So I looked at, kept checking my email. He's like, dude, look, find it. I was like, I couldn't find anything. I don't know what happened. Um, so I sent him an email. They didn't respond to that. And then they finally sent out an email later and it was like, Hey, you got major penalties on these workouts. Let us know if you have any questions. And I was like, uh, yeah. I'm made of questions right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I need a little bit more than that. So they kind of, they said like, Hey, there's an issue. I'll give an example, like on the extension of your dumbbell snatch. And I was like, okay. So when I emailed back, I went through every issue that they had. Um, and I screenshotted consecutive, consecutive reps. And I was like, I'm, I want to understand. So in case I do another qualifier and this comes up, I want to fix it, but I never had a problem with any qualifier. So I was like, what did I, what did I do? So I screenshotted like all these reps, specifically dumbbell snatches, extension at the top. What's the problem? And for everything I sent, they ignored. Um, and we're like, all they responded with really was, Hey, like there's no appeals process. Um, and we're going to work on communicating better. We're going to, I don't remember the wording was, but, uh, uh, communicating basically with the athletes better next year. And that was it. And I was like, what, uh, like, so I'm giving, I'm trying to defend myself. They're not having any of it. Um, so I'm I, yeah, I don't really know, but I, I'll say this, like for me specifically, there was the workout that I won in the qualifier, um, was the only one I was actually worried about. I thought they were going to just like rip me apart because so when you win an event, they're going to be harsh and that's fine. And I was like, I was prepared for that. There was no penalty on that. Hmm. I was shocked to see I had issues with the other ones. So yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Did that sort of like mess with you mentally going into Norway or did it set you up just sort of to succeed because you were, you knew you had something you really needed to fight for? Um, it was kind of like an up and down for a second. Mm -hmm. uh, first you're like, well, I was like, well, what did I do wrong? Oh shit. Then I realized there was a bunch of athletes that happened to, it wasn't just me. Right. And I was like, okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, cause if it was just me, then clearly like I fucked up, like that's just plain and simple. Right. Um, so that kind of shifted my mindset on that a little. And then it kind of set in, I was like, you know, you did it right. You didn't cheat. You, you had judges. I mean, I had was one workout. I had like seven, like it just, <laughs> fine um but i was like you you earned it whether no matter whatever happens it's fine you get to go out in a live place with judges that are again certified there's no way around that like that's it is what it is and um you didn't go earn it again so it was i i messaged a few of the athletes that we had been messaging back and forth and like some of them were literally word for like quoted devastated is really the way to feel mm -hmm. um, and it was one of those moments it's like, all right, well, you can just lay down and take it and be upset and go into this next event and just be like, well, shit. Right. I mean, or you can take it and you could be angry, like and pissed off. You can find a way to use that and turn it into something better. 
um, and make it a positive, like go prove yourself. Like that's fine. Like it, someone's going to deny one door, go kick open the next fucking door. Like, right. Right. That's and fine. fucking win. Like, right. You didn't just kick down the door. You were like, and I'm standing on the top of the podium. Everybody look at me. Like, well, I mean, it, it just, it, it, it made, it made that all worth it. Right. Um, it just, you can't sit and take that and lay down and die. You just, you can't, you, that, that's a bad mentality in life and anything that that's like losing your job. You can be like, Oh, I lost my job. I suck at my job, this or that. No, go figure out, go get a better job and be better. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, it doesn't matter what it is in life, figure it out, use it as a positive, make it, let it fuel you. And then go out and t- take care of business. I mean, it was so cool to see you come back from that and <clears throat> get to the top of the podium and, you know, get that win. And you, honestly, because of the way the season has gone and, and the changes to what we've seen in the structure of the season overall, it, we've barely seen the people standing on the top of the podium be the ones to punch their ticket to the games. So it made it like exciting on five different levels where it's like, I know you've been through hell in the last couple months. I know you had something to prove to yourself, to the world. It's cool to see who wins these events in general, because oh. we put you through hell over the course of two, three, four days. And on top of that, like the top of the podium gets to go to the CrossFit games. We haven't seen that yet. It just added so many layers of excitement to the competition. It was really fun to watch, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, that made it, that made it a lot sweeter. If uh, I mean, Nick, like Nico all weekend was just killing it. And you know, if yeah, he did a great job. It would not, it would not mean as much like, yeah, everyone wants to go to the games. I mean, obviously, but not taking, and I don't mean this for anyone that, that gets to go because they came in third or whatever place and gets like, there's nothing downplaying that, but knowing that you want it outright, no one was already qualified and you got the next spot. Like it just made it that much sweeter to, uh, to get it. I mean, yeah, it just, it, it was a very, very good feeling. Are you running away from a spider again, Nikki? No, I'm just plugging my computer in. You're nervous. (laughs) He Nikki. calls me out for everything. I can't do shit. I'm trying to be sneaky over here. I'm just trying uh, to find a plug. So the the last time Nikki and I did a show together, Griff, uh, she got attacked by a spider. and had to call her husband in to oh, save her from us. Yeah, it was a really dramatic moment. I really thought she was going to burn the house down. <laughs> I did. You put the whole fucking thing on the podcast. We can edit this shit, you know. It's possible. Burn the house down. Yeah. This is going on, I guarantee you. Is absolutely cut right. any of this shit on. I'm just gonna plug this in. Is that okay? That's God. the be- that's the beauty of the podcast, Nikki. Is people get to find out what a shit show it is. That's the beauty of it. My whole life is a shit show. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh well. So what other? Do you have? Uh, are you going to do any other sanctionals before the games? Or are you just going to train until then? I don't. I don't know. Um, I guess the biggest thing for me to decide is, um, and just like all the other athletes, um, I don't have sponsors paying for this stuff right so this is coming out of i work in order to train and then i train obviously to try to go to the games and win um so these sanctioned events are not cheap i just looked at my credit card from norway i was like oh, oh shit yep. oh yeah um so it depends um i gotta my whole schedule has now changed like i had it planned out the goal was to go to rogue you can go win money there there's a few events that I for sure would end up, I don't know what they are right now, but any lifting event. All right. There's going to be money involved there. 
for me. Um, and then a few other ones that are short, fast, stuff like that. Um, so I could have made money there. Um, but obviously that one's off the table. And then again, you can always say you know or think you're going to go win Norway or your next event, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Um, so I had planned on going to uh, Mexico for the Mayan challenge. Mm-hmm. You want to go work out in Mexico. Um, right. Um, and then I was probably going to try to find one more to go to in between there. But since I, it's, uh, that's done, um, I'm going to play this financially. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. also the other side of it is that I can train five months, five and a half months, just purely for the games. Yeah. Um, I'll probably go find something fun to do some comp, but I don't know if I'm going to do an actual sanction or not. Um, if I, if someone was like, Hey, I'll pay company was like, I want to pay for you to go. Um, everything's paid for the done. Just, you need to go and work out. I probably would go do it, but, but it has to be financially driven because it's so hard to make a living doing what you're doing. We, we hear that so often, especially given the new format. I mean, yes, there's so much more opportunity to qualify and to go make money and to do whatever, but you oftentimes have to get yourself there and you got to put yourself up and your sponsors, if you have any, if you're lucky enough to have any, or, you know, maybe covering one or two things, but these trips get really expensive, don't they? Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, it limits, limits a lot. Like, cause last year I did, I did four sanctioned events. It was Dubai, Wadapalooza, Brazil, and the Netherlands. And it was a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Um, well, make watch great again could sponsor you. It comes with uh, free stickers and a dollar off of Wendy's frosties. Yeah. <laughs> all I right there. It's a great frosties deal. Wendy's. We, we talk about this all the time on the podcast. Like I, I'm always so impressed at how hard you guys work and how financially difficult it is, mm-hmm. particularly to, like to your point, like you just want to sanction on your, you know, so you're, you're kind of ramping up and sh- I w- I'm hopeful that everyone's going to hear this and say, Hey, we need to sponsor this guy. Right. But you know, how do you balance that right now? Like, I mean, is, is it, is this going to be it where you're like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to suck it up for a few months and just train. But if you hadn't won, what would you have done? I would have found another sanction to go to and figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know which one. I mean, because the way it was, the, some of them are set up, like like I really, really wanted to do the West Coast Classic because that's actually mm-hmm. my hometown. But you had to basically either be from that region for the regional um, or get an invite for the most part. And so, yeah. Was, well, that sucks. Bummer. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to do that one. The question for me, though, is like, what's the tipping point for a for a – competitive CrossFit athlete. And this is maybe generically, you don't talk about yourself personally, but like I think of the sport, you know, it's CrossFit's more like tennis, right? It's like a individual sport. There aren't teams. I mean, I, I know there are teams, but you get my point. Right. I know, yeah. I know you yeah. Yeah. You're competing individually. And if you're not winning, you're not earning. Like it's kind of the, and if you're not winning, then you're also not having sponsors. So, so now you got to have a job and like, you know, what point do you, do you say, man, enough is enough like and that's why it's so impressive to me that athletes like yourself like work so hard and continue to do it like do you give yourself a time frame for success or do you think i'm just i'm going until i win uh for me specifically i'm going till i win Hmm. i will say if i set my mind to something i'm going to do it you're not going to stop me. That may be stubborn. It is definitely stubborn. 
Um, but I'm going to, and sometimes you need a little bit of stubbornness. Um, and I can't, so I can't say that for everyone. Um, but that is in the back of my mind, you know, at some point I do want to have a family, so I can't do this forever. I can't, I mean, I can't support that. I can't support children that way or a wife or anything like that. There's just no way. Um, but in the sense of just, yeah, it's just go, 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 figure it out and keep going till you get it. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, for other athletes that don't make it, I don't, I don't know. I don't, and it's hard because there's so many really fit fucking humans on this planet. Seriously. <laughs> and getting fitter. Yeah, yeah, and getting fitter. It's just stupid. Um, and so there's there's some people that definitely belong to be at the games and they just can't find their way. Um, mm-hmm. like, like yeah, I know we have the whole like sanction, like there's more opportunities, but I'll tell you this, traveling to another country for an event. You might get sick on the plane. Mm-hmm. You might get sick at the competition you, because of the food or the water or just the being jet. stuck in a tin can full of people in the air for like 14 hours, right. recycled uh, air. The jet lag, like as mm-hmm. much as you want to say like, yeah, I won't affect. No, it really does affect on how you work out. Um, and you just have w- one bad event and you, you definitely can be out like, and how many do you get a year to go do Not that many? Unless you, I mean, you're lucky enough to have people paying for it. Yeah. Um, so, and then again, for like, for the most part, it's not about just podiuming. You kind of got to win unless you're at Rogue or Wadapalooza or something like that. You got to go win it. So it's yeah. not like, hey, I'm in the top five, like regionals, and I get to go to the games. You got to go put out a, a, a near perfect weekend. Yeah. yeah. Well, unless you have a niche, like you can wear booty shorts and, Get a lot of followers on Instagram. Maybe I mean, that would do it. I got a Tito. I can wear that. Do you, it. I think you have to. Isn't that part of the deal? I think it is. You yeah. got to do it. No, sure. like literally, didn't you make a bet? I did, but now they don't <laughs> want to go to Mexico. But whatever. <clears throat> hey, I would like to say to the, your point about having kids, like the Panchecks have like 30. So if... if <laughs> if, there, if there's like, you know, I never know who's competing. Like you know, if one of the 30 Panchek kids is going to compete you can go have more kids so i wouldn't worry about that yeah. but they don't about. actually have kids yet no but papa pan is like the most fertile man on the planet. <laughs> he's like napa valley of crossfit oh my god yeah they have, they have the gym set up and have the income coming in through there they're all they're, they're good they're, they're set up I'll yeah. but uh for a lot of the other athletes out there they're not like i don't own a gym i coach at the gym that I went to the games with and the owners were the ones that were on my team. And so they understand they help, but like, I'm not, I don't have the extra income from that. I don't own the gym. Mm-hmm. It's just, I get paid from the classes that I coach and a, a personal training that I do. You're just a working man trying to get real fit and uh, go to the CrossFit games. Yeah, absolutely. We even talked about the most important <clears throat> part of you, which I'm dying to know how much of your strength is directly correlated to the length of your hair. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent of it. That's what I thought. The only reason I'm strong. Of course. Of course. I feel like that's like, you're like most well known now for like your Instagram handle and your long, luxurious ginger locks. Yeah. Well, most people don't know me by Griffin. They're like, Hey, you're, aren't you CrossFit Thor? I'm like, <laughs> told you. Yeah. Best totally. name ever. 
Best name ever. I'd change my I'd change my name if I could steal it from you. <laughs> uh, I had a uh, actually I had a client tell me that um, a couple. How long ago was this? Two years ago? Two, three years ago? I changed it. He's like, dude, you've got to like capitalize on this, like trademark like, it or something. Why not? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I also am a huge fan of um, like Thor and Batman and any superheroes. Just I mean, who isn't? Who right. among us? Yeah. But like, I legitimately grew up on all of that. And that's also like where I get my, my mentality is a lot from like superhero stuff. Um, but I grew up on that. So I love that. And then I also like mythology type things. And that's why yeah. I thought Nora was so cool. Um, I went to the Viking Museum and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I was like 100% going to capitalize on that. No way I'm not going to. Funny story, I was at, my dad wanted to call me Thor before I was born, but my mom said, hell no. So. Oh, it's such a cool name. Can you imagine? It's a great name. Hey, what, do you, what do you think of the new set photos from the new Batman movie? Well, I, don't, I don't know until I come out. I can't. Okay. You haven't seen them? Yeah, I, I just, I get let down by every DC movie ever. Hmm. Oh, it's so Wonder sad. They did a great right, job. with the exception, of course. Yeah, of course. There's very, very few exceptions. Like, if they would just copy the comics, they did. Yeah. Good. Yeah, but, it'd be fine. Like, it's, the hard part was done. The content, the storyline, all set. I'm also more, I, I, other than, like, a few people on the Marvel side, like Thor, I'm definitely more of a DC guy. Um, but I also, well, <laughs> I wore, put it this way, I legitimately thought I was Batman as a child. You can ask my mother. Fair. Uh, and I also wore a Batman suit every Halloween for like six years. So, um, yeah. Batman. You know, I did the same thing, but Tinkerbell for yeah. like 12 years in a row. There you go. Very important. But I'm with you. And you know what's funny is every time I travel for a CrossFit event, I only watch superhero movies on the plane. I have no idea why. It's like my thing. It's like I'm on a plane and I have got to, I have probably seen like every superhero movie that they play on every plane like 13 <laughs> times. I love it, Nikki. He's like, every Halloween, I dress up as a vigilante whose parents were murdered. And you're like, same. I was Tinkerbell. <laughs> same, girl. Same. Same. Thing. I'm that just thing. saying the repeat costumes are where it's at. And I'm also saying, I think we need to get Thor like a head and shoulders deal or something. Like his next sponsor needs to be like a shampoo company. I'm yes. trying to tag mane and tail on so many things. Yeah. They I mean, you have you have to with the Blades of Glory references. I got to be on Main and Tail, but they don't they don't want it. They don't want it. So. Well, how about scrunchies? We have we get them like a scrunchie, <laughs> yeah. Uh, endorsement. There's so yeah. many so many ways to go about this. We should you- definitely mm-hmm. all the sponsorships that they list. Like when I go online mm-hmm. to find them, they're always like looking for a female. I was like, fuck. But why? My hair's so much better than everyone's. Be awesome. Sexist. So, so sexist. So sexist. I, the next time we are at competition together, you've got to let me put like a like a sweet like fishtail braid. Like, I don't care. Go for it. It's gonna Whatever. be awesome. I'm into it. I'm I'm down. Whatever. Let's do it. He's a ginger too, so you could do like a sunblock company. I'm loving this brainstorming. Let's do this. It's good. We're gonna do a sunblock company and a scrunchie, and what else? Shampoo. Shampoo. Maybe like dry shampoo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so perfect. like for in between events. Yep. For your scalp? I'm going to get on Troy Palomalu's level. That'd be awesome. Please don't tell me you don't know who that is. I'm, I'm blanking. Oh, you're killing me, Nikki. Help me. There's no, no way. Help me. Play for the Steelers. He's 
Samoan. He's got giant hair. Oh my god! Yes, 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 yes. yes. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <clears throat> I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. He's very famous. Yes, he is very famous. <laughs> we need to get you on that level. Oh, yeah. sweet mother of God. Good lord. Well. Congrats again. I think it was just, it was so cool. Like I said, it was such an exciting competition. It was so fun to watch. The programming was badass. Phil Heskett did a great job. It was an awesome test. Uh, it was cool to see you come back from a last place finish in that first event and then take the top of the podium and punch your ticket. So all in all, I mean, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story with us and, and congratulations again on a very well-deserved trip to the games. Thank you. And we'll have to hang out when the games are over. Cause you're going to be there on the last day, of course. So, uh, well, we'll uh, we'll hit you at the Fit Eight after party. How about that? Hey, as long as, as, as you promise, let Nikki and I take a picture with your medal. How about that? I mean, shit. If I'm on it, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> you say that now until you win a medal, and you'd be like, "Fuck you guys! I'm not giving this thing up." <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I now have it recorded, so this is legally binding. You're That's right. right. Legally binding. This is our contract. <laughs> All right. Um, no, well, to uh, to wrap it up tonight, um, we're sort of in that period of time now in the season where we are back to back to back to back to back to back sanctionals almost every weekend moving on. So uh, Wadapalooza just wrapped up and just notice for everyone else that the next one on the docket is the Australian CrossFit Championship, which starts on March 5th and will be in Queensland, Australia. So I'll try to give an update at the end of every show about which one is next. So everyone can sort of just keep that on their radar. Yep. And then our next few shows coming up, we have, uh, this is in no particular order, but we have Jacob Hepner mm-hmm. coming up. We have Chris Henshaw, which mm-hmm. is very cool. We're going to have Travis Williams talk about his amazing weekend at uh, Wadapalooza. Solo for the Solo. first time. Yeah. In a while. He killed it. He was a straight savage for three days or four days. He always is. But he, he always goes out so hard and maintains somehow at Wadapuza. Way to go. <laughs> he, abso- he absolutely maintained it. Straight Savage for four days. It was impressive. Really impressive. Yeah. So we're having him. So got a lot of uh, a lot of great guests coming up. So uh, Griffin, we appreciate you being on. Uh, everyone listening, we appreciate you guys listening. And we will talk to you all soon.